Salutation Sports fans. It's your girl, J-Ray the Fanatic, and... Timmy B. All right, half a day, Cinemai. Um Yes, half a day, half a day. We are experiencing some... I, I don't know what... It, it's not ash, because it's too far away for it to be ash, but it's like this mm-hmm. haze, this smoke from the volcano in Hawaii. So Ooh. that's interesting. Some volcanoes then erupted over there? Yeah, somewhere over here. I believe it's Hawaii. Um, oh, but um, yeah, so we we're dealing with that, but it's not too bad. The weather's good over here, but um, a lot's going on over there in the mainland as far as sports are concerned. I'm sure you're following all of that. Yes, yes, I'm following everything in the off season for the NBA and this NBA draft. Yes, and of course, in the off season or I mean the new season of the NFL is coming up shortly, so yep, that's kind of kicked off soon. But yeah, I'm 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 watching a whole bunch of these um you know new new award shows coming out. The NBA awards coming up soon. Mm-hmm, we got to see who's going to win the MVP award and you know, the BET awards is kicking off. So, you know, we got a whole some good, good black entertainment this week. Yes. Yes. Now let's just dive into this NBA. Um, it's my understanding. Dwight Howard wanted to be in Brooklyn for the last six years or so. Um, so okay. when the headlines came out that he was going to finally be in Brooklyn, I was like, oh, this is amazing. But, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, <laughs> yeah, they buy the, out his contract. It seems like the Nets had a little bit more, uh, you know, plans for him. Yeah. So now he's a free agent. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen mm-hmm. with Dwight as far as that's concerned? See, now, uh, a lot of teams can be uh, coming into play with this because, he could potentially go to the Warriors with a team, of course, that doesn't need him, but they mm-hmm. can use him. You know, there's a lot of teams that can consider, you know, bringing in Dwight Howard. But um, you have to look at into his, you know, his uh, work ethic, how he plays on the court, you know, and uh, how his ag- attitude is in, in the locker room. A lot of people were saying that um, his morale over in Charlotte, you know, and everything that he was doing, his attitude just – Seems like the same old Dwight. You know, he doesn't, you know, take things seriously, likes to have fun, you know, smiling all the time, which is, you know, it's understandable because of who he is. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, when are you going to change this up? And when are you going to get serious and start, you know, coming after this playoff runs and, you know, coming up and helping the team out? Because he doesn't seem to want to do that. So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of teams that he can go to right now, you know, uh, the, the Spurs could use him for some height, you know, on the West Coast. You could use him over in the East Coast and go to Cleveland. You know, they could dismantle that uh, team and probably, or not even dismantle it. It's probably just add him to the team, you know. And uh, Philly could use him. You know, it's a whole lot of teams that could use Dwight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, if, if you want to um, go back to the Western Conference and say, like, the Warriors, I mean, he can produce as much minutes and much points as JaVale McGee can. Right. Probably even more. Right. You know, if if he gets that hustle down, so I mean, there's a there's a chance that he can go to the Warriors just just by the Warriors being petty and say, all right, we got the best team now. Uh, you know, we got KD coming over here. We didn't need him. We got Dwight coming over here. We don't really need him. So it's like you know, the Warriors got options. They right. got options for for the next two or three seasons. When you get when you get down to uh, you know to the stats and the, you know things on paper, the White Howard still can be you know he can be effective. 
if you use him right, right you know, and, and be in the right place. So Right. Yeah. Now my, my thing with Dwight is I love Dwight. I've always been a Dwight Howard fan and I and I think he has great talent. Um I was disappointed when he left LA. I thought LA was a good fit for him, but obviously that didn't that didn't work out. I thought Houston was a good fit for him and obviously that didn't mm-hmm. work out. But I think right. a lot of it has to do with what you said. Like he he's just so nonchalant about everything you know what i mean and i think that and and there's a side of me that thinks that's okay because i do think you know you guys are out here getting paid millions and millions of dollars to play what effectively is a kid's game so you should be out there having fun you should walk around with a smile on your face so on that side of it i'm like oh y'all leave dwight on alone but then the other side of it is you love to hear players say we're leaving it all on the court, and you you love to see that. You love to see right. that anger, that right. passion when things don't go well. Because if you don't have that, then it really is like, okay, yeah, it's just a game, but it's not really it's just, just a game. Right. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, Dwight right. You have to, you know, you got to figure out which one to, you know, play in. You know, right. is it just a game, or are you really taking it serious? Yeah, because because that's going to translate to your teammates and. If right. they don't feel like you're out there pushing and, and trying just as hard as they, they are, then there's not going to ever be that chemistry between between you and them. So right. Dwight's right. definitely past his prime, which is a concern um, because mm-hmm. you're past your prime. You're known for just being kind of nonchalant. So I, I'm curious to see where he will end up. I think wherever he ends up, like you said, he's going to be effective because he does have talent. Um, right. I would just like to see him – like you said, make an adjustment and kind of just be more passionate. I guess is the word I'm looking right, for. Right. Now, so, if he wants to, if he wants to chase uh, chase this ring, you know, and go to if the Warriors do pick him up now, now like that attitude definitely has to change because yeah. you got you got players on that team who's are or three time champions within a four year span. Yeah. So you know you have to you have to think about that, and you know Dwight has to say, all right, look. These guys over here mean business. Like I'm over here playing with, you know, three time champions. You know, I'm, I'm playing with uh, I'm playing for a coach who doesn't take, you know, no lip, who doesn't mm-hmm. take no nonsense play, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he has to really, you know, take that in, into consideration if the Warriors decide to bring him in, because they're going to have they're going to have a talk to him about that. Yeah. And you can't I mean, you definitely can't have that attitude. And like you said, at the Warriors, because you have people like Kevin Durant, who literally went to sleep with the enemy just to get a ring. So it's serious over there. So Mm -hmm. Um, now let's talk about real quickly. Let's talk about how you feel about, tell me how you feel about your draft pick. Yeah. um, Yeah. Our first, our, our pick that the Lakers picked was a Michigan uh, from university of Michigan, Mo Wagner. Um, I'm going to just go on the limb, not even on the limb. Like I'm just going to keep it funky and 100 Mm -hmm. about this NBA draft. So, um, None of these guys in the NBA draft I've seen that are worthy of actually getting picked this year. Like, like those guys need a lot of work. Like a whole lot of them do. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion on 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 the whole draft of the of, of the NBA to 2018. So, um, you know, there's some potential out there, but I still say these guys are G League material. Yeah, I agree. I mean, say what you say what you want, or you know, we have your opinion on it, but. These guys are G League material. So uh, Mo Wagner, I mean, it was a nice pick, decent pick. He has the energy that um, that the Lakers are looking for. You know, he has outside perimeter shot, and he also uh, can can uh, you know put his back to the basket and score. You know, when it's time to uh, put him in the paint. So 
you know, depending on what Luke Walton wants out of the out of that guy, you know, or what Palinka and Magic wants, you know, I potentially think that this is a trade bait pick. Mm, okay. So, um, and for the other pick, I don't know his first name. Can't say his first name, but I could say his last name. <laughs> right. <laughs> his, last his, name. his first name scared me too. Right. I was like, "Ooh, Timmy, gonna have to say this. I can't. Yeah. I can't." <laughs> but, but we're gonna go with his last name. It's Makai Luke from uh, University of Kansas. Um, these, you know, these two guys we picked up are are from uh, from the Euro. You know, from the Euro League. They have some game. You know, you can see it in there uh, when they play uh, in the Final Four. You know, they have very good perimeter shots. Makai Luke can shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a uh, very very good defensive player. And um, you know, depending, like I say, depending on what Luke well, on one side of this guy. You know he can he can bring you know some some jumpers and some points in into the Lakers organization, but I potentially believe that this is a trade bait pick also. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, I I wasn't impressed with this year's draft um, either. Um, mm-hmm. I I wasn't mad at the Cavs draft pick in in Colin Sexton or Sexton or however you say his last name. But, right, um, that's his name. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Because you know, I'll be messing up some names. <laughs> right. And I was yeah, like, I don't want to say right. Sexton and it's not, you know, <laughs> like the ex is yeah. silent or something. But, um, <laughs> right. Well, no, that's his name. You got it right. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm not mad at him. You know, I like Alabama, you know, Roll Tide. But um, mm-hmm. I just, I felt like he's another one who could benefit from spending at least an extra year in college. Um He's not yeah. he's not horrible by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think that he increases uh the Cavs scoring potential. Um mm-hmm. I think the problem is I, I get the logic. I get the logic of drafting him, drafting a point guard, because you do right. like if you if you want any shot of keeping LeBron, he can't keep bringing the the ball down the court. That's not ball his up. strong exactly. That's not his strong yeah. suit. Yeah. His ball handles ain't like that. If if that's his weakest right. attribute. So if he can have the freedom to kind of facilitate the game, you know, from from where he's used to, then I think that's better. And and you, we mm-hmm. can definitely see the impact of losing Kyrie. So I'm not mad oh, yeah. at the drafting the point guard mindset. It's just that mm-hmm. I also feel like you need to up your scoring potential. You know what I mean? And I just don't mm, okay. I don't feel like okay. he gives it to you in any way. Um, mm. But on the flip side, I don't know who in this draft would have upped your scoring exactly. p- potential. So it was <laughs> exactly. one of those things that was kind of like, uh, okay, what okay. You right. know what I mean? So you know, I can <laughs> say out of the out of the guards uh, that were being drafted. I, I can say Colin Sexton was probably the most polished and the most, you know, uh, and the most, you know, highly picked guard in this in this draft. Now, you've seen how he played in Alabama. You know, the, these guys only have, you know, what what, what we see out in the, in the college level. And mm-hmm. if they don't go far, you know, we don't see too much of. Them. Right. Exactly. So, you know, but but when Colin, you know, he went, you know, he went pretty decent into the uh, national tournament mm-hmm. and um, he uh, he showed, you know, that he got potential. So with, with this with this pick that Cleveland had has shown, it shows that they're looking for a set guard to, to actually, you know, bring the ball up and to actually facilitate. Right now, you won't you won't see too much of it. Of course, you know, his first year, you know, because maybe you might. You don't know know what happens with Jordan Clarkson, Rodney Hood, or whatever, but mm-hmm. they will have a competition about you know who who gets that spot. Mm-hmm. But um, you have to you know just keep keep calling you know uh, keep them honest about 
about what the organization is, is, is wanting to expect from him. And I think that's a pretty good pick. You know, this is decent. Not saying it's a good pick, like you said, you know, because of the, the draft class, but it's a decent pick. Right. I, I, I got you guys, you know, with that. I say like a B minus on that. Yeah. The only thing that I really kind of <laughs> took from this from this draft class is I really think that people need to stay in school. <laughs> You know, just a, just a little bit <laughs> man, longer. You know what I'm me saying? Me and you both, man. <laughs> look, because this is this is one thing that I have to uh, that I, that I have to just make a point to. It's like these these uh, kids that came out of the draft class, you know, 2018, 2017, 2016. They they won't probably be noticed as much as you would want them to mm-hmm. until a lot of players retire. Right. Like LeBron has to retire. Right. Curry has to retire. Uh, James Harden has to retire. Like, you know, Chris Paul has to retire. Durant has to retire. Right. You know, James, I, I mean, I can go on and on about the, the, the players that actually need to leave the league for these other guys to get recognized. Right. I mean, because like the, the, the talent is like, you know, immensible. You know, you have a whole lot of talent out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for Durant, you know, like Clay, Steph and all those guys, you know, they shouldn't be looking over their shoulders too much. You know, not not yet. Because, yeah, you know, exactly. these guys still need to get some work. So, you know, yeah. I guess um, I would say these guys going to hold it down, you know, like the you know Curry's and the Durant's and, and the LeBron's. They're going to hold it down for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, OK. Um, back to a couple of these rumors. We're just going to touch on this real quick because I feel like we talk about this every week, though. Um, exactly. So, you know, the Lakers definitely made a call to the Spurs, um, especially since Kawhi had expressed that he wanted to go to LA, but the Spurs have shut down those conversations. Um, earlier this week or earlier last week, Popovich met with Kawhi, even though Kawhi did not want to take that meeting and everything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you've seen that, that meme or that picture that they had, like Paparazzi had showed, of Kawhi and Popovich sitting at the table talking, but no, I didn't whoever watched Paparazzi, man, that Paparazzi was good because they got a good shot. Yeah, but Kawhi didn't look like he was happy. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, <laughs> he he definitely must have some respect for Popovich to take the meeting when right. he has been very clear right. that he didn't he didn't have anything to say. He just wanted out. Um, mm-hmm. Everything that I've read said they're they're going to have more talks, but it sounds like from that picture right. that you saw that maybe not, but. The, mm-hmm. the Spurs have shut down conversations with, and they, and the thing is, is they can do that. So here's the problem right. I have with, with this whole situation. I had said that I would co-sign on a LeBron move to LA if two things happened. They got Kawhi and Lonzo mm-hmm. got the boot. But yeah, right, right. This Kawhi thing, it, it could still happen, but it's if it does happen, it's going to happen now after the time mm-hmm. that LeBron has to make his decision. So, right for me, it's like okay, Bronny Bron, like what? I understand you, <laughs> we waiting on you. We waiting on you. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, yeah. And I understand you want to make yeah. this move for your kids, and I get it. You're a family man, and, mm-hmm. and we love you for that. We do. But here's what I think. Because I think by the time I think if LeBron goes to LA, um, I feel like the Spurs have a, a, a certain amount of petty. They're, they're going to make that move to LA very difficult for Kawhi. Um, they might mm-hmm. even make it so difficult that the Lakers have to seek other options and then take Kawhi right. completely out of the running. And then if mm-hmm. if that happens and you end up in LA without Kawhi, without Paul George, then you just really playing with a bunch of kids. 
Man. Literally, and see, that's what's happening. <laughs> and see, that this is the thing that that scares me about this whole, you know, about this whole trade thing is mm-hmm. that we can potentially end up with no players, mm-hmm. or we can end up with all the players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we can end up with Paul George, Kawhi, and LeBron, or we can just end up with nobody. Yeah. They're already saying that the Spurs don't want to deal him to LA. Like yeah. that's already has been established. So whatever Magic can do to try to persuade, you know, that decision to change. But what would they have know, to the offer the Spurs? To be the, I mean, when you think of the Spurs as an organization and you think about the Lakers, what could the Lakers possibly give the Spurs for Kawhi? And see, that was a question that my dad asked me earlier today, and I couldn't have, I didn't have no answer for it. <laughs> I had no answer for it. I was like, uh, well, you can, you can, you can kind of bring Brandon Ingram over there. Nah. He's like Popovich coachable. Ingram is Popovich coachable. Okay. I would have to say, I would have to say Ingram is Popovich coachable, but I was, I, that's probably the only player I could think of. And that's not that, enough. That's Brandon, not enough. It's not. It's not. And that's the same thing that uh the Cleveland was gonna offer the Spurs was Kevin Love and like mm-hmm. a like a draft pick. Like mm-hmm. like for me being a Spurs and Popovich, that's not enough. Not I want enough. more than Kevin Love. Yeah. And so that's so, what yeah. I'm saying. So, like, yeah. I'm not gonna that's, just there's let... not that many players for these teams, you know, to to give up yeah. for Kawhi. Cause like the Spurs really want somebody for Kawhi because in return, you know, you're gonna need another Kawhi. Yeah. You're just gonna need that. Yeah. So yeah. So as, as of right now, man, the Popovich is gonna keep Kawhi hostage until something really, really pleasing to him mm-hmm. come up. So and here's I what I would it. do if I was the Spurs, and I and I haven't looked at their salary cap. I know that the the only team in the league that has money to really just say, "Hey, everybody, you want to come play with us?" is the mm. Lakers. But um, <laughs> right, <laughs> every you know the Cavs have no no money. They got no money. So yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only thing that I could think is if LeBron just wants to get out of Cleveland. And, and I understand that he has some issues with, with upper management and things of that nature. But I think that obviously when you've had the success that you've had in Cleveland, you should be able to talk around that, you know, and maybe figure something out. But mm-hmm. if you really just want out right. of Cleveland, what I would do is I would call um, San Antonio and maybe see if I could go to San Antonio. You know, with Kawhi, and maybe yeah. I could, maybe I could sweeten the pot mm. for them to say, "Hey, Kawhi, okay. I know you've had this beef or whatever, which we still don't know mm. what the beef is. We we have and no see, that's idea." The thing. Like, he, <laughs> see, see, now that you're bringing this up, like that's a that's a uh, that's a huge huge uh, um, comment that you just made. Like, he can go anywhere too. Mm-hmm. LeBron can go anywhere too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just because they have LA and Cleveland as as his, you know, top two, it's like something can happen yeah. to where, you know, either either Kawhi can go to Cleveland mm-hmm. or LeBron can go to San Antonio mm-hmm. and just make this run to get at the Warriors. Cause if he LeBron knows if he comes to the Western Conference, he's gonna have to deal with the Warriors to mm-hmm. actually get to the finals. Mm-hmm. Like, like it won't be, you won't be playing them in the finals. You'll be playing them in the Western conference finals to knock them out. Right. So that's, that's going to be something that you guys consider too. Yeah. So, I think you should stay in the Eastern conference, man. Um, you know, if, if LeBron I, I, knows what's going to be. You think that it's just, why? Just so he does, you don't have to face the Warriors in the Western conference well, finals? Well, not, not, not only that, it's, it's just for, for the face of the NBA. It's like mm. you bring all of the, all of the strength of the NBA to one side, you really aren't going to have any type of competition. Right. I mean, 
the only type of competition you'll have is with the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. Right. And that's a, that's a stretch. Like you're going to probably you're probably going to sweep them if you're in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, if LeBron stays on the East, man, it'll it'll balance out the competition. Yeah. You okay. know, that's the only thing I would say. Like, if he stays in Cleveland, it'll be good for the Eastern Conference. If he right. stays uh, in, in the Eastern Conference and goes to a team, as you could say, Philly, like the youngsters, and play with them, mm-hmm. you know, that can be good too. But, you know, it's, it's just going to be – it's going to be a very, very one-sided league if LeBron comes to the Western Conference. Now, if he comes to L.A., oh, <laughs> now nah, that's different. That's, I'll that's be like, all right. Oh, God. That's okay. <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> that's the deal breaker right there. That's okay oh, if he comes to L.A. But, you know, uh, as of right now, man, I'm just looking for Paul George to come. That's the first move. And then mm-hmm. after, after LeBron, you know, uh, makes his decision, that's when you'll see all of these free agents move. See, and that's the thing, because I really think LeBron needs to wait and see what happens yeah. with the Kawhi and Paul George situation. I yeah. think if he jumps yeah, the gun. I will wait, too. Yeah, because otherwise he's going to end up in L.A. playing hula hoop and slip and slide with some kids. And it's just it's right. ridiculous. So, anywho, yeah, so as you can tell, I'm very I'm anti yeah. L.A. I mean, I'm. I know. I know. But like I, I said, just can't wait. I just can't wait for the time to where you could be Lakers fans. I'm just waiting uh, on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to sport that purple and gold, baby. I can't wait. Uh, all, right, all, right. All, right. all right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's, let's talk about move on, um, move this on. NFL situation right now where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are find, finding mm. themselves in a in a situation, I think, if you read up on TampaBayBuccaneers.com, they say it's not really a situation, but um, James Winston is facing a three-game suspension um, resulting from yeah. a situation that happened with an Uber driver driver where he allegedly groped the driver. Now, I'd, I'd haven't, mm. I haven't read, like, the details of it, but in my head, like, did he reach around the chair and grope her? Like, how did the groping so actually was, happen? Well, I've read, I read that... Um, it wasn't only him. It was also the Daryl Worley was in there in mm. the car with him. Like okay. it was a few of his, uh, you know, few of some friends in there, and um, says that Jameis was in the front seat and that he kind of reached over to the driver's seat and kind of, you know, gave her a little, little grab. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's that's what was read in the uh, articles that I've I've read. So they're at a drive-through and some some food restaurant or something that uh Jameis thought it was appropriate which it wasn't to, to grab a woman by the you know what so so okay wait so they were uh, at a drive-thru yeah. is this is this a situation where he's reaching across to grab the food from the drive-thru and it's an inadvertent well, thing or what why were they in a drive-thru see, in a damn uber that, anyway i don't know what these guys are going through or you know, what they got going in their heads when they out like they have yeah. to be on their best behavior at all times before anything mm-hmm. at all times before mm-hmm. anything happens. It's like, mm-hmm. they're going to look at any little thing you do, yeah. like, no matter what you do, they're going to mess around and suspend you all, all just for something so minor. And that's one thing that I don't even understand. Like for the NBA, like, like they can do all this stuff for the NBA, get in so much trouble, but NFL, you pretty much got to stay in the house. Yeah, for real. So here's the situation. Yeah. So the first three games that Tampa Bay has, they have uh, the Saints in New Orleans. Um, they have Philly in Tampa Bay. And then... It's the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears in um, in Tampa Bay. So kind of a tough start to, the, to that season. Um, 
So right now he's suspended for three games. The league still has to give the final ruling so they could reduce the three games or they could increase the three games. So mm-hmm. that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, so now we get to talk about good old Fitzpatrick. Y'all remember him, yeah. right? The quarterback from the Jets yeah. that wanted heaven and earth for them to renew his contract. And, and <laughs> Man, <laughs> that's the finesse king right there. Like, that's the finesse king yes. of the NFL is Fitzpatrick, man. Yeah, <laughs> so, but he man. he is their backup. I think I think Fitzpatrick can get it done. But see, this is why, this is why you should be on your best behavior. Because Winston, he, he has a 60% completion rating right now, um, which isn't bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's also thrown... I think just north of 40 interceptions, 68 touchdowns. So this, everyone, I think we all see his talent and we all see that he can be this breakout quarterback and we're all just waiting for it. So what you don't want to do is derail your opportunity to do that by doing something stupid off the field. And then you have this guy like Fitzpatrick who can barely keep a job waiting in the wings to try to take your job. You know, so it's, it's, (laughs) I just don't understand yeah, the thought when, process here. Especially if you're getting into some things like this uh, off the field. It's like you're going to have that in your back of your head. Like, okay, I did this. Something might happen. I might lose my, I might lose my position for a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, none of, this, none of that goes into none of these players' heads. It's like they feel like they can be untested and like they got their spot in the bag. But, of course, if you have a player like Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a quarterback veteran. I mean, he's he's been in the league for over like five, five, six plus years, seven yeah. plus years. So you have to take that into consideration when a player of your magnitude is always under the microscope and you need to be on your best behavior. It's like, man, Fitzpatrick's going to come in and probably shine these best three games. Yeah, Never and see, know. that's going to be the funny thing of the situation because if I had a crystal ball, this is what I would say is going to happen. Fitzpatrick is going to come in there and he's going to do just like you said. He's going to shine. Now, the thing is they have – so their first three games – they, and then they'll have one game. That, so their fourth game is when Winston right. can start, and then they'll have the bye week mm-hmm. after that. So, And see, I, that's only one game you can see game. Winston. Yeah. Right. I think that might play to his advantage, though, because you can get him in there for that one game because he's going to be rusty because, you know, he right. hasn't been playing. You can get him in there for that one game, and then you can capitalize on the bye week the following week um, and mm-hmm. then get him back ready for, uh, you know, that week five game. But here's the thing. Right. You just, like I said, you don't want to give Fitzpatrick this opportunity because what I think in my crystal ball, I think that Fitzpatrick is going to come out and he's going to win all all three. He's going to win those first three mm. games and he's going to win them in mm. fashion that you'd be like, okay, Fitzpatrick, I see you, you know, and then they're going right. to be like, okay, well, let's not put Winston out here right now because... You know, let's just, like I said, capitalize on that bye week. We'll put him in after that bye week. If Fitzpatrick wins mm-hmm. that game, then the conversation becomes, okay, we're 4-0. Um, right. Do we really want to put Winston <laughs> in right now? And then what right. what will happen is he'll lose the next four, right? So then you'll be, mm. and then they'll be like, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so then they'll be like, okay, let's put Winston in. But now you put him in behind the eight ball, and he still doesn't have that chance to turn the corner. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how yeah, I see it yeah. going in my head. I could be yeah. wrong. But Fitzpatrick is known Man. for that. Fitzpatrick is known, like, when he has that opportunity to prove himself, he does. He takes advantage. He takes exactly. advantage of it. So I think mm-hmm. this is going to be one of those things where Winston's going to be like, you know, maybe groping people is not the look. 
<laughs> you know what yeah you know? man it's like you know, your best behavior man For like real. what are you doing it's like nobody is safe out here like For you real. have to realize that nobody is safe like ab- after what happened with Iggy right and all of these other players last season it's like and you still getting want to get in trouble it's like I don't, I don't get it you I don't still, get it but I man I just I just want to uh do a sidebar real quick and uh just say um I want to uh you know, send my shouts out to Randy Gregory, man, because hmm. he is applying for reinstatement. Mm-hmm. You know, he has been going through uh, things, you know, these last few seasons, of course, trying to get back into the league. Now, um, mm-hmm. you know, he has applied for reinstatement last week. And, you know, there's has has not been an answer yet from the league if he could be reinstated. But I just wanted to just, you know, give a shout out to Randy Gregory, man, and try to get his life turned back around. So, yeah, because he's, he's also NFL had a, a, a tough, a tough road. Right. Um, right, right. He was he he got kicked out when was it last year? Uh, what two seasons? Two it was seasons yeah, last ago, season. Right? Yeah, yeah. He and he uh, he got banned from the league from for the substance abuse policy. You know, uh, of course, it's we can't stop smoking that. But he's been through the programs. He's been through a whole bunch of the uh, you know organizations and programs that they have for him. So. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's up to the NFL if, if they decide to, you know, have him come back. You know, it'll be it'll be very good for him and for the Dallas Cowboys defense. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so much depth at defensive mm-hmm. lineman era. So, you know, we just have to uh, see how that goes. And for another suspension I forgot to mention was David Irving. Mm-hmm. He suspended the first four games of the, of the season for violating the substance abuse policy. Again for the second year in a row. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's you know you just you just not gonna go to the drug <laughs> test and just skip it. Like he was on a plane, yeah. <laughs> chilling somewhere. Like oh yeah, I know I gotta take this drug test, but nah, but nah I'm, I'm not. I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, not. I'm not even gonna, gonna go to that. it. No, nah, nah, man, it's like for the second year yeah. in a row, it's like you lost a lot, a lot of more money than you were supposed to make. Yep. Yeah, like that's one thing that he didn't realize. I don't know if he realized that he lost a lot of money uh, by not taking the test. Right. Then you've been, then you just taking it and just, you know, coming up dirty. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just think that he doesn't want to play 16 games. Like, he cool with playing 12. That could be. (laughs) Like, forget the, yeah, it's like, I don't want to play 16. That's a dumb way to do it, though. I feel like maybe something else. I don't know, but that's a dumb way to do it. I will say this. I wanted to side, sidebar that. Um, When you have all of these documented, um, cases of people committing suicide or not remembering stuff or having violent tendencies because of this CTE, you really mm-hmm. should not ban weed. That just should not right. be a thing that you ban. Right. So. Like you can you can you can see that it's medicine. Like, right. like it's proven medicinal. It's right. a plant. It just grows like mm-hmm. that. Like how Cat Williams said. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it just grows like that. It's a plant from the earth and it's medicine. Like yeah. it cures and heals a whole lot mm-hmm. of conditions that these players have. Yeah. And they'll they'll vouch for it. Like there's a documentary out like on YouTube that you can see um like Kenyon Martin, uh, Al Harrington, uh, John Sally, like NBA players and uh, Ricky Williams, ex-NFL players, you know, they are really, you know, using cannabis as a medicinal you know, mm-hmm, remedy mm-hmm. for a whole lot of things. And, of course, Mike Tyson has gotten into it, you know, yeah. for for uh, for for the boxing. You know, they have mm-hmm. like uh, topical aesthetics that they use, like, you know, uh, for 
for like you know uh, creams and oils and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's it's a medicine. It it just works, man. It's just it's just a healing medicine. So I'm just gonna throw that out there to the NFL. Maybe y'all can get this one right since you didn't get the protesting situation right. But I'm not bitter. But um, make sure you follow me on all things social media at JRay the Fanatic (laughs) or log on to JRayTheFanatic.com. Timmy, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Timmy B. Y'all follow me. I will follow back. Leave comments. Hit me up. Say hello. I respond. We should have did this at the beginning. Yep, that's what I, I was know just if thinking. Gonna <laughs> listen all the way to the end. <laughs> but it's all good. It's we all we got to remember. That yeah, we got to remember. Um, yeah. But make sure you check us out all next right. week, and don't forget to check out JRayTheFanatic.com because I'm gonna be putting up new videos and. You know, now it's our off season, so now we're just we're gonna be hitting topics oh, that yeah. are kind of sports related, kind of not. So make sure you stay with us because we're still gonna mm. be here every single week. So once again, it's your girl every J Ray the y'all. Fanatic and Timmy B. All right, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah.